my mustache hair to curl up into my nostril. Oh, yeah. And it, and it feels so, ah, oh, I got it. Yeah, um, I can imagine. <laughs> so, um, I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> snip, snip. Hey, everybody. I'm Patrick. And I'm Matt. And we're, and we're almost, almost famous. famous. So, uh, on in relation to tech things, I was going to make a couple of notes. I'm, I wrote oh, yeah. a couple of notes. Mm. I was like, hey, these are interesting things. Yes. So, um, maybe it's just me, but I, I swear to God, I think everybody now has a podcast. It's That's like true. You, yes. You can't not have a podcast. Uh, I, like, I noticed. Um, uh, I know Caleb Porzio has his, but then I there was an, another one of the like Laravel core guys has another podcast now. Um, uh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Is it is it Dries? Dries Vince, I want to say. Does he have yeah. a podcast too? I imagine so. I don't actually listen to any tech podcasts anymore. No. Nope, I don't listen to a single one. I do occasionally. What are the main ones that? But you know what the funny thing is, most of the podcasts I listen to overall are like, uh, well, Joe Rogan podcast. Every so often, I will listen to North Meets South. Uh, I do like Michael and uh, Jacob's one because mm -hmm. it kind of covers a handful of tech issues that I've got a connection to in some ways, or at least. Mm -hmm mental uh i do listen to php ugly because i'm friends with eric and he's funny um which eric under uh eric van johnson oh okay yeah he's been doing that one for a while with uh thomas rideout and john cogden but my two of my favorites that have nothing to do with coding under the influence mm -hmm. which is actually canadian um and it's all about like marketing and like the history of radio ads and stuff like that. And it's really mm -hmm. neat stuff. And Sean Carroll's Mindscape. Mm -hmm. I can't get enough of that. Like, Interesting. What's did, that one about? Sean Carroll's Mindscape? Yeah. So he's a uh, like astrophysics, or not astrophysics, but he's, he's one of the like quantum professor dudes. Okay. Is how I'm going to describe him. I don't know what his title is. Physicist of some form. Uh, <laughs> like a theoretical physicist of some field or what have you. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has crazy guests on. Like the one I'm listening to right now um, is Max Tegmark is a guest. And they're discussing reality simulation in the multiverse. Because mm -hmm. multiverse theories to me, it, it's the coolest stuff I've ever heard. I, yeah. I don't know the physics, but it's so cool to me. The concept of um, like collapsing universes on every single decision you ever make. James Brooks has a podcast as well. Mm -hmm. He's another one of the, I think he's the newest Laravel employee. Can't, oh, okay. I don't remember for sure, but he's got one uh, called happy dev which gets into um, just uh, like, uh, what's the word I want right now? Um, mental health, mm -hmm. right? 
because I, and that's the other thing I was going to talk about or, or mention today is I've been noticing a steady increase in concerns about mental health, particularly in like development and design and just our, our field in general, right? The whole tech mm-hmm. industry. And it's quite impressive to see how open all our groups are to understanding. It's just like, oh, you just need some time for you to process, you know, your things or, or you, you know, Mm-hmm. The, the the different dynamics, especially when it comes to like remote work and stuff, you notice it where people just need to like, they work optimally in the evenings and stuff like that because there's less, you know, things coming at them and whatnot. It's just mm-hmm. an interesting growth, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that, that that trend continues. Um, yeah. I, I have, tried to make it a point. Um, I think mental health in general, I mean, it's such a, it's such a hard thing. Like everybody deals with varying degrees of mental health issues in varying ways. And I've always viewed like mental health issues as like health issues, you know, just, it happens in in a different form of your, in a different part of your body. And unfortunately, like other people can't see that part of your body. Yep. Um, because like if you had a broken arm, no one would ask you to throw a baseball. Um, <laughs> you know, like it just, they just, it would be, it would be ridiculous. They would be seen, yeah. you know, as like, as making a ridiculous request. But, um, but if you tell people, you know, if you report to people that like, you know, I, I just, I'm exhausted or yeah. I'm, you know, it depressed or whatever it is. It, it's not quantify it's not like quantifiable to us it's it's yeah. not something that can be uh easily comprehended and so it makes it you know it's it's not that the person's fault I don't, i'm not trying to like no, no, lay no. blame on anybody for it it's just that like it's very difficult to quantify that when right. you're outside of it um because i i've you know i dealt with exhaustion depression like you know um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and other people just, you know, have varying degrees of it. Um, my, my wife, for instance, doesn't, I don't know that she experiences any like certain things to the degree that I do. And so when I tell her like, oh, I'm exhausted or oh, this or that, she doesn't, I don't think she really truly like can, can, can fathom it, can quantify it. No. And I mean, like they even say, even the way that, you know, I look at red versus you looking at red, we're not seeing the same red like fundamentally our eyes are actually different organisms, right? Like your perception of color, my perception of color are completely different. So how can you even begin to fully comprehend someone's own internal markings, like right. or internal makings, right? Like it goes, so if you, can, if you can't even have a shared perception of a single color, right. how, how do you get to the point of like, Oh, I'm exhausted. But what does that mean? Is it physically? Is it, it can you not right. think straight anymore? Yeah. Has there been too many demands on your schedule and you're, you know, you blew half your day just managing time, let alone. And the- right. And this is like, this is like this really cool twofold thing that I've been starting to experience because for most of my life, I've just kind of shoved it all down and been like, well, nobody understands. <laughs> so like, I'll just deal with it on my own, like whatever, yeah. you know, like. Uh, it's like when, you know, if, if you went to a completely foreign land where you didn't speak the language and like right. nobody made the attempt to teach you what the language was or or try and learn your language at all, you'd probably just like sit in your house and be like, whatever, I'll only leave when I need food. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's like this really interesting twofold thing that I'm 
that I'm, I'm kind of like, like uh, hoping to experience or that mm-hmm. I am experiencing or looking for. I think there's like two things that might come about from this. And I think it's interesting. The dev community is such an open community that when we have problems yeah. that we deal with them collectively um, in a way that's different from other industries or other areas of society, I, I feel like yeah. we, we are so global. Like, I mean, you live in Canada and I'm in America or I'm in the U S but, um, but it's like, we both do the same thing and kind of like not beyond mm-hmm. English being our, our shared language, but we both kind of speak the same language. We live in the same realm, you know? And so we kind of like deal with a lot of the same issues. And even though mm-hmm. we might be separated by, you know, uh, maybe not a whole lot of cultural differences, but cultural differences yeah. um, and, and geography, we still find commonality in, 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 in a lot of portions of our lives. I think that there's like the twofold thing here is like number one, as a developer design, you know, like a IT or whatever community. Yeah. We are starting to develop um, what I'm going to call implicit trust. Mm. Um, And then on the other side of that, we're developing a community where we can, um, enhance our language our 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 shared language so this is kind of my experience in life i tell people like oh i'm depressed i'm exhausted and just like what you said you know like well how are you like are you mentally exhausted emotionally is it physical like and i would tell you like yes all of those things you know (laughs) being around other people is exhausting to me um I, i i i'm i am an i'm an outgoing person but I'm an introvert, you know, like, and I don't, I know that sounds like a, like a, a oxymoron, uh, you know, an oxymoron, but, right. um, but uh, I, I honestly, I really enjoy being around other people and being at parties and talking to people. And like, I engage, um, yeah. I, I enjoy that, but it's very demanding. And oh, yeah. so, so there's like a, a not so equal, a very much, you know, maybe three or four, 10 times more important aspect to that, which is me spending time by myself. Yeah. Um, or, or zoned in on something that doesn't involve people. Right. Um, and so like, it, it's, it's a bit of a struggle, but it, because I do enjoy hanging out with people and talking to people and, and getting to know other people. So um, it's sort of like a tug of war. And so like when I get exhausted, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm physically exhausted. I'm not tired. Like I need to go to sleep, but I'm like, I don't want to exert any for any force on anything. Right. <laughs> I don't want to get up and walk around or like, I don't know exercise yeah uh, emotionally i'm i just don't have it in me to make anybody else feel good unfortunately yeah. and and mentally i just can't you know there, there there may be if it's something that i find enjoyable i could put my mental effort into it because that fills me back up but right. if it's something that like if it's like calculus like i don't enjoy calculus i'm, I, I'm gonna be <laughs> mentally exhausted for calculus yeah so i but i think that it's interesting because over the course of my life, I've never talked about that. Now I've just mm. kept it to myself. And so to me, it's just being exhausted because that's the only way I know how to talk about it. But being in a more open community that's willing to walk with me and talk with me about that right. gives me the ability to explore the language more. Having somebody like you that's like, well, how, how is that? How does that exhaustion feel? Or how, how are you experiencing yeah. it? Helps me to refine it because I'm not like some perfect language genius no. that's just going to like come up with all <laughs> the perfect words, you know? Uh, so I need like that feedback from 
trusted people around me. This is oh, the yeah. second half, right? Where we're creating this, this community of implicit trust that is, is very interesting um, in mental health because I think we, we've done something similar with um, like the whole uh, controversial subject of like gender and, um, and pay gap and, and right. You know, just a lot of like the the issues of the differences between how um, sexes are treated in our industry, mm-hmm. um, because it's such like a male dominated industry. Oh yeah. But uh, at the same time, like it's not that it's not as bad as people maybe think it is in certain ways. I think um, it's an unintended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think there are so many talented women in our field. There are so many. Oh, so many. And so many women getting into our field, just like breaking in despite, you know, like, because I think that there is this like weird underpinning of people that maybe, I don't know, that that have their own views. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to say that it's something that's fostered by our community because I really don't believe it is. Or if it, if it, if it was, I think it's a thing, not a thing wholly of the past, but I think that as an, as an overcurrent, you know, I think that it's probably a thing of the past. Um, I, I think in general, the whole, I mean, if you want to look at the entire Western cultural, you know, you know, progress train, let's call Mm -hmm. it, it is all headed in the direction of more open discussion about pay gaps. There's more discussion about gender equalities or gender fluidities and everything else. And then you get into, I mean, the aspects of mental health, because I think inevitably we're going to hit there no matter what, because of the fact that all of our jobs have shifted generally to more mental fatigue oriented. Mm -hmm. And it's where, you know, that's one of the reasons why I actually, I I really like um, Paul Jarvis's blog because the guy actually takes a few months off every year. He's like, I'm going to write for a little while and then I'm going to take some time off. And it's like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's actually really nice to see because (laughs) he's got a very successful blog. He's got a very successful following mm-hmm. and from what I can see. And, uh, but yet he's willing to say, no, you can all wait so that I can let my own self kind of process, digest, get over, you know, trying to handle all of these tasks and not trying to expect myself to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, I think, when you see people in those leadership positions be more open about that stuff, it definitely has that. I mean, ironically, that's one of those cases where trickle down actually makes sense. There's a lot of cases where trickle down doesn't work, but that's right. one where I'm like, yeah, okay, I get you. <laughs> but no, it's, it's very interesting to see where all that's going. And I do think ironically the, the consistent increase in, in the number of podcasts has that effect on it or, or, you know, it all kind of goes hand in hand, right? The more people who are willing to talk about their own stuff and their own experiences, the more growth we have in that as a, as a whole society. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why I think that like that, that mutual, that, that growth, that um, sort of um, symbiosis between implicit Mm. trust and developing our language is so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm glad to see it. You know, like I don't mean to imply what I was saying before. I, I totally agree with you. I think that there's like a progress train and that we still oh, need yeah. to be 
working on progress. Like I don't mean to oh, yeah. imply that like it's a thing of the past. Like vision oh, no, is not no. a problem. <laughs> it's, it's that the it's that the people or the ideas that are causing the problem um, are not necessarily the the loudest or the most important voices anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they still occupy that space to a certain degree, but I think it's a much smaller degree than, than it used to be. It's dwindling. And, yeah. And I think that the, that the overwhelming vocal majority um, is, is urging that progress train along of, of yeah. trying to say like, well, instead of saying, um, where's your proof? We're now saying, okay, I believe you uh, from the, from the start, you know, like I believe yeah. what you have to say now I, I want you, I want to know how do we, how do we work together to fix it? Right. And I think that's how a lot of the conversation is going is like the implicit trust is not, is like, is not being so skeptical of people's experiences. You know, like mm. if you're, you know, a person of color or, or, um, or, you know, you identify as female and you're finding it difficult to work or get a job or whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think, speaking out about your minority status in a, in an industry is not like, it shouldn't be questioned that you have certain experiences or that you feel a certain way. Like we should right. just, we just trust that you feel that way, that you are being genuine. Um, take people um, at face value that they're placing, they're, they're putting forth a good faith argument. Right. And, and I think that, that we're, we as a community are starting to catch on to that. We're actually doing that. And then the next step of that is like, how do we fix it? Not like, how do I fix this for you? That's patronizing. Or not like, well, okay, well fix it for yourself. Like personal responsibility, you know, some sort of individualism. Um, I think that that's kind of disingenuous because it makes it seem like we're not a part of the same community or that we're not going to deal with the, like, or that we're not both existing in the same, like the same environment Mm -hmm. that created that problem, that, that it has that problem. So I think that it boils down to, yeah, like we, we are all on this progress train trying to push it forward. Not all of us, but you know, hopefully most of us are on that the, progress. The, train yeah. The bulk. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I just, I just think it's a really cool development, um, and uh, in, in our industry. And I hope that it spreads to more industries or more portions of society because yeah, I don't know, like making somebody justify their experience is like, it's like already exhausting to have these experiences. Not, not to say that like there's anything analogous uh, aside from like there being a stigma between mental health issues and things like gender or, um, or, you know, sex inequality or whatever it might be. Hmm. So I keep like making the differentiation of my philosophy <laughs> degree is ingrained in my head that there is a distinct and very specific difference between somebody's sex and somebody's gender. Um, right. But, uh, um, I mean, and I guess, yeah, that's, that's super interesting too. I won't go down that it's pathway. A, no, it's, been, it's one of those I've things been thinking where... about that recently where like, <laughs> like uh, when I took my philosophy degree, I took a lot of classes that, um, that talked a lot about, um, what the difference is between those two, um, like how, like why those two things are often conflated in society, you know, like it's mm. more of like a theoretical sociological thought experimenty sort of thing. Um, whereas most people like, you know, when, when we, when we, you know, found out what our twins were going to be, 
we my my wife sent out the gender reveal and it's like i kept right. telling them like we're not revealing their gender because we don't know what it is yet like <laughs> that's my philosophy degree like churning in my head like, yeah. like we only know their biological birth sex like we don't know yeah. what their gender is going to be um but i think that like even that is starting that that whole idea that i have of like there being a dichotomy and such and such that's even starting to change and become more fluid and it's just it's very interesting oh yeah i find, yeah, yeah. I find all that stuff super interesting Oh, it totally um, is. But, it, uh, but I mean, anyway, yeah, I think that we're progressing and I think that, um, you know, it's just, we have to work together and, uh, and I think that it's only going to make things better for people and easier for people to talk about their experiences mm -hmm. and, and I don't know, maybe heal a little bit, like as a, as a group, as a community, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting no, though. I, I, hear I, I, I geek out on it. I dig it. <laughs> well, I mean, it is philosophical. You can easily geek out on this stuff the same yeah. way you can easily geek out on, you know, entire style, like entire star Wars mythos. And yes. why is it the way it is? And why couldn't it have been better? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I, 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 um, I don't know. It's, <laughs> It's, it's like one of those things where it's like you either like we're I think we're at that point in this particular conversation where like you either have to delve super deep and get into the specifics. Oh, I know. Or like you just kind of have to be like, well, let's hold that one off for another yeah. time. It was like Which that, I think is a good like, coverage of that topic. Yeah, for now. I, I agree. It's like um, the last <laughs> time we talked about it, we were like uh, we were talking about um, loneliness and uh, isolation. And we were like, OK, we've gotten to the end of this whole like isolation talk. We don't need yeah. to get deeper into isolation or we need to like move on. Well, yeah, because it's um, like so, I'm at the phase now or I'm at that step where it's like, all right, now I need to go do some research on the remaining points I want to make because yeah. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth and be like, I remember it was something like this and then it's like nothing like that. I do my best to avoid those situations. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so <sighs> mental health. It's yeah, good man. to see we're covering that. Yeah. And just on a quick side note in relation to physical health, my awesome weight set is coming soon Ooh, yeah. so that I can I'm, lift. I'm excited to see your, your whole thing that you were describing to me yesterday come to fruition. Yeah. Like I would, I, I, you're, you're going to need to post some pictures to me in Slack. Oh, I'm like going to do some video. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm eager. I really am. I, I dig like DIY build projects. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm about to build a, uh, either, I know I'm, I know I'm about to put a hammock up in the backyard because we did it at the last oh, house nice. and it's great, but I also want to do this fire pit. And my wife and I have been mm. like exploring different fire pit ideas. Yeah. And I think we've settled on one where it's like, um, it's almost like a, like a chimney style, but it's actually okay. a fire pit because there's no, there's no chimney, you know, but it has it. that kind of silhouette to it. Like it's oh. tall in the back. Because our, our yard kind of like starts up at the fence up here and then uh -huh. it slides down like into this gully almost. Okay. Because like they had to do drainage for our neighborhood in a specific yeah. way to follow code or whatever. Unfortunately, our yard has like this diagonal ditch that runs through the backyard. Oh, okay. And we're trying to make that a little uh, more usable for space. Right. So we're going to do this like interesting, you know, like retaining wall with a fire pit and like a okay. seating area. It's, it's so anyway, that sounds cool. Yeah. My, my wife actually, oh, I left it upstairs. I used to have like a, 
like a comp a composition notebook, right? Yeah. But it was like grid paper. And oh, it was okay. like it was like this full, like almost half full of just build ideas. Um, pergolas and gazebos and I, yeah. I grew up doing this with my with my dad. And okay. um uh anyway so I, I just get these like neat build ideas so i want to figure out like how much lumber is this going to be what are what are the parts and pieces and i yeah. like i design it you know it's like a blueprint for yeah. actually building it and when i built our pergola this time i lost my notebook i have no oh, idea no. where it went it's got to be somewhere in the house it's got to be somewhere around here you know? <laughs> um like maybe it like got shoved in a bag and now it's up in the attic and I'll find it when I'm like 70 and like going through all her stuff or something. Oh, I remember. Yeah. But she came home last or she came home last night from target or someday from target. And she's like, Hey, I don't know if you're really going to like this, but, and she like pulls out composition notebook and, nice. opens up and I'm like, Oh, it's grid paper. This is the best. Cause I have a ton That's of sweet. these laying around where like, like this is my notes one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, this, See, this is just. It's funny you say that. I was actually going to ask you about what do you use for notes? That was going to be my other talking point for this podcast was note taking. And what do you use other than that? Um, so <laughs> if I'm going to be doing something that's personal to me, yeah, I, I try to write. Um, and I'm very fickle in particular about it because I'm weird, I guess. Hey, so no, whatever's <laughs> uh, I use almost exclusively composition notebooks. Nice. I have um, plenty on hand, as you can see. <laughs> my, my I have more composition notebooks than like a seventh grader. <laughs> I have more composition notebooks than Ashton Kutcher in the Butterfly Effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a good reference. Thanks. Yeah, it's a it's a deep cut. <laughs> and then when I when I write, I am very yeah. particular about the types of pens and pencils that I write with. Oh, I'm picky um, about pens too. Yeah. So the only pencils I like to write with are um, are those like really nice soft art pencils. Yep. And I don't like erasers. Um, yep. Or I write with this fountain pen. Oh. Um, it is a. Uh, something I can't read it because my eyes are bad and I need new glasses <laughs> or I write with my fancy brass space pen. Ooh, space pen. Space pen. <laughs> can you um, write upside down with your space pen? I can write underwater with the space pen. Whoa. This is, official, this is an official space pen. Ooh. Um, uh, because a lot of times when I'm writing, honestly, when I'm writing, yeah. this is like a real true thing for me. I will be, you know, composition notebook, creased in leaning half, back, leaning back in a chair on the couch or something, writing upside uh, down. And if you write with a normal ballpoint pen like that, you're in trouble. I know you got, yeah, you got like I, and then that's it. That's all yeah, you get. That's, that's all you get. I. <laughs> you don't even get to dot your I. You just have the line. <laughs> so, so I use, yeah. I was going to say, I use uh, Bear, Bear app. For almost all my notes. Ah, I tried that. I tried that. Yeah. I don't like I've, that. I, you know, it was funny because Caleb Porzio, he uh, released a thing where you can actually pull your notes from it directly and that like into a Laravel <laughs> app. Interesting. And I was like, what? That's so cool. Because I could actually turn this into a bit of a blog writer. But then I'm like, ah, that's, <laughs> I don't really feel like that. 
yeah. it's just there's there's ideas in my head of like what could i do with this mm-hmm. um but i do use it for a lot of draft writing and stuff like that because it's just a nice little app for that mm-hmm. but um in general i just have whatever notebook but i'm also i'm similar in the sense of like i need to have a specific type of pen and all they are, are these uniball pens but i need them to be like those micro tip because mm-hmm. when i'm writing i want to hear it like ripping the Scratch. paper yeah, yeah i hate that noise but i i feel you i understand where you're coming from yeah I, I don't like, like that oh, but i, I, hear I get it yeah and i'm like yeah i wrote I can, things yeah I like gel pens for that. Like if I have to just write with anybody's random pen, if they have a gel pen, I'll always pick it. I can, I can, I can, I can see a gel pen. Smooth. I, Oh, it feels like butter. It feels like you're writing. (laughs) It does. That's awesome. Um, But yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. I've tried like, like you're talking about bear app. I used to use for a very long time since before bear came out, there was a app, very similar called AI writer or IA writer. Oh yeah. I have that. that. Yeah. And I use that forever. I I love Markdown. Mm. Um, I was talking, I was just, you know, John Gruber's Markdown, his version of Markdown. I just, that's, that's dream. That's my dream. Um, and, and so I really enjoy Markdown. The, the problem with, the problem I have with things, and this this would be like if if somebody wanted to build me the perfect app and charge me uh, fifteen dollars for it, I'd pay for it. Ooh. Um, like is, monthly or or one time? 15? Like one time. I mean, yeah, this isn't, I this isn't like Evernote, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it would just base it would just be super simple. I mean, of course, you always say super simple when it comes to an app. <laughs> idea, and like, and then I would like, yeah. Um, but something where like uh, you don't have to have a phone that has a stylus, but you can write on any phone. Like you, mm-hmm. I could like I could jot on this like it was um, a notepad. Yeah. Um, and I could write Markdown. I could just write it. I could jot Markdown, and um, it would translate to Markdown. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, like it would just, yeah. um, but yeah, something where I could do that. Like I could translate that to Markdown. Um, yeah. and it, would, it would, it would, you know, go to wherever and be Markdown. Um, but I, but it would be something I could carry around with me all the time. I could use some kind of a stylus or pen with it. Um, mm-hmm. and it would, it would sync to somewhere like on the web where I could view right. it from the web page, you know, like just, but nothing complicated. Like I don't need it to like export or print or you know i don't need anything special but it would be great because that's why i like the composition notebooks because if i'm going anywhere like i have my 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 backpack the backpack that i do everything with it's got two big compartments a laptop thing in the back Mm -hmm. a place for my kindle a place for my phone extra chargers you know it's like yeah it's like an it's like my perfect travel backpack it's what i take to laracon it's what i you know whenever i travel anywhere it's what i take but it's got like a nice cup, like a nice sleeve in it that I can just take two of my composition notebooks and just shove them down in there. And I'm good to right. go, you know, stick my pen in the pen holder and like, you know, I can take it with me. And that's the one thing that I don't like about something like, you know, AI writer or I, whatever or it is, bear or whatever. Bear. Yeah. one of those types of, you know, is that I've got to like type, you know, like I don't like typing on the phone to begin with. Oh no, I don't either. 
I, I would like my type on my phone is to text people. And that's because I hate calling people and talking to them even worse than I like typing. I am on the exact same page as you for that. I will text or email long before I actually make a phone call. Yeah. Cause it's just like, I don't want to talk. Talking yes. is that requires mental energy and then I get exhausted and then, and then the day is just gone. You know, it's just shot and done. Like, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like talking is a waste because you end up saying all these things that it's like, if I'm going to text you and find out what you want for dinner, I'm going to be like, Hey Matt, like we're going to meet up for lunch or whatever. What do you, where do yeah. you want to go? I, yeah. but, but I'm not going to say any of that. I'm not going to, I'm just going to be like, no, what do you want for lunch? Yeah. That's the etiquette for texting. Like we already talked or about having lunch. So you I'm could just, just like, say hey, lunch question mark. Yeah. Boom. But if I call you, it's like, hi, Matt, how are you? Oh, I'm <laughs> good. Yeah. Oh, what you doing today? Oh, okay. Oh mm, yeah. Pleasantries and, and niceties. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we're meeting up for lunch. Where would you like to go? Oh, and we have this whole like conversation that takes. Oh yeah. Cause minutes. it's like, Oh, there was that place I was at last week. And right. Good food and like when I could just be like, yo dog lunch. And you could be like, you can think all that to yourself. Yeah. Just reply back with the thing you like. Or anyway. it, yeah, no, that's, I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I, I just generally think, I've always found texting is just so much more efficient, Quite. especially for, for little things like that. Um, I think the only time but, I ever call people is like when I'm driving. Not yeah. I'll call when driving because I absolutely have not? a no texting rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my car uh, has like, well, I mean it's carplay is what I got. Right. So it's, it's just, if I want it to text people, I just, say text so-and-so whatever right. and then it reads it back to me but i get mm-hmm. so annoyed because of the extra like they've said this would you yeah. like to respond and i'm like yes. no and then they have to reply with okay that like yeah if i say no just go away yeah i wish it was more fluid i do i have to say like i have android auto um, yeah with, through my phone which is it's basically the same i used to have CarPlay because yeah. i had an iphone and it's all the same it's you know uh I can choose my voice. I don't have to have Siri. Um, which oh, is nice. I have a British guy voice. Oh, do you? That's yeah. Because nice. I like I like Alfred stuff. Like, because it always makes gotcha. me think of Alfred. Yada yada yada. I uh, yeah. I have a I have an American sounding male mm. voice, but he sounds very much like he's your butler. You know that kind of yeah. voice. Um, and it's the same thing for me. It's like uh, you had just got a text from so and so. Would you like me to read it? And it's like, why don't you just say, you have a new text? And then keep listening for a minute and be like, just, okay, read it. Like, be more fluid. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. I want. It's like, just be more fluid. Like, okay, can you read that to me? Or, it, you know, I don't even asking, think it should ask. Yeah, it should yeah, just, it shouldn't ask I mean, just, yeah. Or just flash up like, new text message. Like, you don't even have to say anything. I'm going to see yeah. that there's a new text message. And yeah. I'm going to say, read that text to me. And exactly. you should just read the text. Like, don't say, here's your text message from blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just read the text message and then sit there and be like, um, or, or I don't mind the, do you want to reply? That's fine. That part's okay. Yeah. But, but if I say, no, you're right. Just go away. Then you go away. Stop talking. Go yeah. away. You're a robot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to be nice to you. You don't you're need not to be my nice friend. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not in this to you <laughs> yeah. know, 
this is not a long-term monogamous relationship you're a computer <laughs> yeah i've always it's like it because what i can't remember the options that it lets me do it's like do you want to reply or call them or whatever whatever and right. you, there's there's been a, so many times where it'll read it and then i'll start saying something or no, it says like, do you want to reply? And then you have to say yes. And then it says, what would you like to say? And it's like, can we not skip that step? And it's like, do you want to reply? Or send a reply? Or I don't know. Like, There's, yeah. there's a better way to there's, phrase that and structure it. There's one thing that mine does that I, that I think is different from Siri that I absolutely um, just gets on my nerves. Mm. It's when I've replied to a text and it's like, do you want to reply? Yes. Yeah. Um, begin your reply and beep, you know? And so I, I say it and it's like, your text message reads and then it reads my text message to me. It's like, oh uh, I just said that. Yeah. I don't need you to read it to me. And then afterwards it's like, would you like to change it or send it? And it's like, I should, like, I get that workflow yeah. Because maybe, you know, maybe it didn't interpret your language correctly and like it yeah. wants to confirm the send or whatever. But what it should do is just best approximation of what you said. Like the person who's getting it obviously knows you're driving. They obviously know you're dictating a text to them. Yeah. They should just like give you the leeway of being like, okay, maybe you just misspoke or maybe it misinterpreted well, it what you said. Nice. And then let me auto confirm it at the end. Like yeah. have some sort of keyword that that's like, I say my text and then I say uh, end text send and I just skip all that other stuff and it oh, just that'd be so cool. ends it and sends it. Yeah. You know what end I mean? and send. <laughs> I think we should start a petition for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I, anyway. There's, yeah. I, I you know, once AI gets better, and, and then, I really think once machine learning gets better and we start having um, higher, mm-hmm. like better capability processors in our phones that can handle all that machine learning, then we'll start getting better virtual assistants. I don't know that we'll ever fully realize like just yeah. as, a, as a final note on this whole personal assistant thing, <laughs> uh, her, the movie, her, I, think. I know. Yeah. Dude, so uh, good. I watched that movie. And Amazing. I'm like, I want that. Not, yeah. not I don't want to be like some not, weirdo who's well, on his phone. But yeah. I want that that type, that style of assistant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I think we should probably cut it here. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. There's a lot of good it's content good. in there. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and maybe spice it up. Sherzies. Yeah, man. You should put <laughs> sound effects in and like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny we're just gonna do one 30 minute episodes it's just us riffing on uh sound effects back and forth so i, can oh, I think it should up. yeah and then I'll oh yeah use our our own voices making sound transition effects. yeah <laughs> star wipe <laughs> fade out yeah <laughs> that's funny Anyway, cool, man. Um, Always fun, dude. Yes, uh, of course. Uh, as, as as usual, it's a blast to just get to, um, you know, hang out and chat about various things. 